Welcome back to the Masterpiece Women podcast. We are so excited to have you here today. And if you haven't taken advantage of joining our membership, you definitely want to do that. We have some incredible leaders in our membership who are making a huge impact in the world and building business together. And we're doing it as a community. So it's just a beautiful thing. So we want to definitely invite you to that. But today we're going to talk about specifically about leadership. How do we lead our teams well? What can we do as leaders to serve better, to make a greater impact in the world, to make a better impact in the lives of our teams? And so we're going to talk a little bit and we're going to go into some of the biblical applications of it because it is so valuable to be able to look at the word of God and also our leadership and how do the two of those correlate? There's so much great content and I've shared it many, many times, but our, my favorite Bible, which is really worn out here is my John Maxwell Bible. And it's just, there's just so much great content. But as I was studying and really looking at what are some of the key ways we as leaders can make a greater impact and influence in our teams. And so number one, let's talk about is being a shepherd. If we're truly a shepherd, we are building relationship with people. We are asking questions that matter. We are leading well. We are being an example. We are guiding our teams properly. And so as I was a young entrepreneur, 25 years old, launching a massive healthcare staffing business, I did not know what I was doing. Just transparent, I had zero business skills. And so I had one person say to me, who I respected in business, get yourself in a mentorship program. Surround yourself with the smartest people you could possibly be around. People that are smarter than you, people that have the skills that you don't have so that you can grow in those areas. And so I did, and I wasn't quite sure how I was going to pay for it, but I got into a mentorship group with a several CEOs in my community, some of the greatest leaders in our community. And I had to pay a ton of money every month. I mean, I think back then, I'm okay, I'm going to age myself here. It's 1995 or 96, I believe. And I started sitting at a round table with all these executives. And I learned so much from the executives. And what one of them said to me was this, the greatest leaders have the greatest influence. So if you are wondering about your leadership, are you a great leader? How much influence do you have? Are you shepherding them well? Because if you're shepherding your flock, your team well, you're going to have significant influence. And so when he said that to me, I really stepped back and asked myself, what influence do I have on this team? Here I was a kid and Sometimes I'm much more a visionary than an operations person. So I had to step back and look at my leadership and say, how am I really shepherding? How am I really influencing my team? And it caused me to make some serious changes in the way I led my leaders. One of the, 
and my teams. And one of the things that was of great value to me was every month we would visit one of the other CEOs, or actually, I believe it was quarterly back then. We would visit one of their offices. And if we went to one of the offices, I watched how he interacted with his team and the influence he had and the relationship that he had with his teams. It was one of the greatest lessons that I ever was able to actually see firsthand because when he walked in his team, not only did they respect him, you could tell by the way they interacted with him, they really liked him. And oftentimes as leaders, we can't focus our energy on being likable. However, if we're influential with them and they trust us and they like us and they respect us because of our leadership, they we have great influence with them. He introduced each person, whether it was his janitor or his vice president, the same. He introduced them by name. He knew them by name and he had a very large organization and he would introduce them to the six of us who were other CEOs in the community as if they were his vice president or president of his company. They were that important to him. They were that valuable to him. And he was very intentional about that. And it immediately made me realize how important it was to make sure that everybody on my team knew their value they knew how important they were to me as their leader but also that they felt heard so one of the um, individuals had something he needed to address with them although he was in a meeting with us he did excuse himself and say excuse me one moment he went out had them the time with him came back in and made that person feel valued. And it was interesting. Just watching that whole dynamic was so powerful. And I recognized that every time we sat together on a monthly basis, he was very intentional to go around the table and learn what was going on in the lives of each one of us, just like he did his team members. And I thought to myself, wow, that is the type of leader I want to be. And even in this season where I have two different organizations that I'm leading, I'm leading Masterpiece Women, and now I'm leading this huge organization that is bringing out this health product internationally to help people get healthy. And there's a huge focus on mindset. So it's this incredible organization. Well, the reality is I felt it was something I had to do because it's going to make a huge impact in the health of millions of people as well as in their mindset. So I'm doing both. And one of the first things I thought to myself, I'm starting new teams. How am I going to lead them? How am I going to add value when there's thousands of them coming on board and preparing and being intentional from the very beginning to build relationships to ask questions as we get on calls with other team members or a team member is asking me, Hey, Tina, can you hop on this call? And I'm doing things to serve them. I am not only adding value to them. I'm very intentional to learn about the people that we're connecting with so that as they hear from me, 
they already have a relationship established doesn't mean I'm going to be able to have a relationship with all 10,000 or, you know, 1 million people in our downline, which I believe is going to happen. But if I can be intentional from the beginning to add value to the key leaders, and then as people do need my time or they need to have a meeting with you, have you been intentional to build that relationship? It's just so important to take that time to be intentional about building relationship. And in order to be a great shepherd, we must build relationship. They must trust us. They must know that we are influencing their lives and that we care about their lives. And oftentimes it was the leaders that would ask questions. I remember the CEO of Coca-Cola saying that when he retired, he actually had this going away, you know, retirement party. And one of the women who was in leadership at the organization said to him, the thing that I valued the most was the relationship I had with you. We didn't agree on my lifestyle. You didn't agree with my lifestyle. However, you never made me feel lesser than or not heard. You always valued my opinion. You always valued me as a human being, even though you didn't agree with my lifestyle because of his religious beliefs. And I thought to myself, wow, if we can each as leaders take that message and translate it to everybody that we shepherd we love you unconditionally. We may not always agree, and that's okay on our beliefs. That's between you and, and God. But if you feel loved and valued by me, then I can shepherd you well. And what a great influence and what a great example as a servant leader to be that shepherd that loves well, that is intentional to build relationship and to add value to others. So being a great shepherd is so important. And if you look at, um, you know, the shepherds being described in Psalms 23, check out Psalms 23. I wrote John 10, 11. We want to identify with people. We want to listen. We want to, they want to feel heard. And that's one of the key things. If you do a 360 with your team, which is invaluable, Oftentimes, what they will say is, I do not feel heard. We've even been watching that Undercover Boss. Have you ever watched that? It's so much fun to watch it. It just makes me cry every time because it's just so beautiful. But when you watch that, most of the time what these CEOs, if there's a negative thing said about their organization, it's we don't feel heard by corporate. So they take that back and they implement strategies to fix that. So if you're building an organization now, I'm going to encourage you, make sure that you are having things in, in place so that all of your leadership has that culture of listening. So, but it starts with you, doesn't it? You are the leader. You have to make sure that your team feels heard and that you're in relationship. The second thing is we should be stewards we should take responsibility. We have to step into that CEO role and take responsibility for our behavior, take responsibility for our actions, take responsibility for our teams. 
And even when we make mistakes, we talk about the authenticity all the time with Masterpiece Women. Even when we make a mistake, we need to own it. And being raw and being transparent and being authentic with our teams and taking that responsibility and also making our yeses yes. If we say we're going to do something, follow through because you're the one setting the example. And oftentimes we get so busy as leaders and I can be a verbal processor. I'm, I do it often. So I have to say to my team, I am verbally processing right now because they will say, well, you you said this, but then you changed it. Well, now I'm verbally processing. I'm thinking it through. And as I'm verbalizing it to you and it comes out of my mouth, sometimes I recognize that as soon as I say it to someone, I'm like, well, maybe that wasn't the best way to do it. And so being authentic with your team so they understand you and they understand you as a leader and they know when you, you're you having a conversation and you're brainstorming that they understand the difference. Okay, we're going to brainstorm a little bit. Let's talk through this. Let's talk about what it would what the implications would be if we did it this way. What would the implications be if we did it this way? And take responsibility which for your final decision. And that really is key, is making sure that even if that final decision turns out not to be a great one, just owning it, saying, we tried this. I don't see that it's taking us where we need to be. Let's try this. Let's have an alternative or let's brainstorm. Tell me, team, what is an alternative you might have that you think might work better? And be willing to implement some of those ideas. Being willing to let them take responsibility for pieces of it and trusting them to do it. So that's that's a huge part of responsibility is guiding your team well enough so that they know what your priorities are. They know their mission statement. They know the vision of the company. They know what your um, key um, points of your company are and the key strategies are so that they make decisions accordingly. What are the things that are most important to your company and everything should align with that? And then trusting them to implement. That's a huge one is really being willing to take responsibility, but also give responsibility so they can do the same because you want to duplicate yourself. Whether you're a brick and mortar company, an online company, you're building a multi-level marketing company, whatever it is that you're doing, you want it to be duplicatable. So you want to be that leader that people can mimic. So your behavior should be, exactly what they need to do, including your failures, because we need to give people permission to fail. So third thing, a seer. Revelation. Leaders must possess a vision and really clearly communicate your vision. So how are you communicating the vision and the um, the goals of your your organization and your team be a clear communicator. Be a, a leader who sets the vision, cre- creates the vision, and you know that if your team helps speak into that vision, they're going to own it more. So when you're talking about being a visionary and you're talking about leading well, make sure that you're able to speak that vision. But I'm going to encourage you too in that being a visionary, 
that you would have a clear path for your team, but help help them to see themselves there by allowing them to speak into that. You're the decision maker. You're the CEO. You're ultimately the one responsible leading this team. However, if you want true ownership, ask them their opinion. Ask them how they feel. I'll never forget. Stefan Chavidian has talked about this multiple times in LifeWork Leadership. I coach that here in South Florida monthly. If you're in South Florida, definitely consider we're in West Palm Beach. Starts again in October. It's an incredible nine-month program of walking through applying biblical principles to your leadership. It's incredible. However, he talks about he was Billy Graham's grandson, and he talks about how Billy Graham was so good at building relationships and being such a great visionary. You know, he had this vision from God to go all over the world and to preach the gospel and all of that. But he took time for his family. And so on one trip in particular, he took his grandson, who's 12 years old, with him on this trip. So they're speaking in California, I believe it was. And they're having these meetings every night. They would do a debrief with all the leadership and people from all over the world would come to be a part of this. And so we're talking these incredible leaders from around the world were in these meetings. And Stefan talks about how he never forgot that time he went with his grandfather. He had the opportunity to go with them, be a part of these meetings. And after one of the meetings, they actually said, he said to him, he was asking someone's opinion on his team and they're gathering information so they could then create the vision for the next day. And he asked him, Stefan, what do you think? And he goes, here I was this little, you know, 12 year old punky kid eating my burger and fries. And my grandfather, who is like this leader of the world and his leader friends ask me my opinion it spoke volumes to him. It To this day, he's in his 60s, and he still talks about that story because it was such a valuable lesson to him of how being heard and how his voice mattered to help set the vision and you know cast a vision for the next day and for the next meetings was invaluable. So he shared his opinion, and they they loved it. It was just incredible, though, how valuable he felt. And so as a leader, when you're casting vision, and even as a leader at home, oftentimes in Masterpiece Women, we're always talking about leadership. We're not just talking about building business. We're talking about leading at home well, leading in our relationships well. When we're striving to build relationship and be the leader of our household, our children, don't forget to hear them. Don't forget to do a 360 with them, to be authentic with them when you fail. Part of being a great leader at home and as a parent is making sure they feel heard, making sure they feel valued because it leaves an, a lifelong impact in their lives, just like it did for Stefan at 12 years old when his grandfather asked him to really give his opinion. It was so valuable to him. So Talking about being a visionary and casting vision, that's key, but make sure that we're including our team. Number four, it's being a servant leader. Make sure that you are serving well. What is it that your team needs? How are you serving them? How are you helping them to reach their goals? 
Do you know their goals? Do you know their desires? Do you know their why? Ask them, what is your why? I want to know your why. Why are you doing what you're doing? Where do you want to be in five years? And oftentimes I've seen so many leaders be threatened by somebody who has great um, leadership skills and who has great potential. Instead of empowering them to be the best they can be, they push them down because they're afraid that they might pass them by, whether it's in a brick and mortar business and say you're not the CEO, say you're you know, vice president and someone behind you has huge potential. The best thing you could do as a leader is to serve them well, let them re- reach their potential and help them to reach the next level in their goals because that is what's going to help you grow your organization. That's what's going to help you build the leaders that you desire to have. If you hold them back and you're threatened by them, do some work on yourself. What in you is feeling threatened? What in you is feeling insecure? If you're a little jealous of the attention somebody's getting beneath you, what in you needs to change? Your goal as a leader should be to serve them well, to know where they're going and help them get to where they want to be so that they succeed in their vision and their passion. Every time you help someone that you are the leader of succeed, it adds value to you as well. And so I'm going to encourage you, if you're struggling with some of those questions, do some work, get in the membership, work with an authentic coach where you can be authentic and you can really just muddle through some of that because no matter how great of a leader you are, there's always room for improvement. There's always going to be opportunity for us to be better servants of our team. And so informed leaders give up their rights. We really give up our rights to being the leader. We worry more about sacrificing for the good of our team than about ourselves. And when we do that, it improves everything for us as well. So think about even, you know, as you're building teams, and I'm going back to the fact that we're building a team for um, our other company as well. Every time I help them succeed, I actually help myself as well. But I'm not doing it because... I want to just help myself. I want to do it because I want to see everybody in my organization succeed. So every leader that I brought on, I am helping to give them the skills that they need to grow, to thrive, to reach the goals that they want to to reach because I care about them. But when we have that motivation, then it actually blesses us. And what is that? We're, we're We're blessed to be a blessing to others. And so- as a leader, if we keep that in mind, as we really help others succeed, we succeed too. And it's just a double blessing. And so um, you think about Samuel. I wrote this down as I was studying Samuel. You think about Stam- Samuel. He did not get motivated. Um, power didn't motivate him. People, what motivated him were people. And so Samuel was not about the power. He wasn't, he was about what is God's calling on my life? How can I serve others? What should I do? That's, that's what motivated him. Doing the right thing motivated him. Following, following God's calling motivated him. 
that was what motivated him. And so what are you doing to make sure that you're following exactly what God's calling you to do as a leader, asking him for wisdom? The best place you can find wisdom is in the Bible. So, and from God. So take the time as a leader to ask God how he wants you to serve your team. Ask him to give you some revelation to what is it that your team needs, an individual, maybe an individual struggling, and you don't know exactly how to handle it. Go to the Lord, go to get, get wise counseling. I, when I went to even launch this other business, I went to a dear friend of mine who I adore. I trust her. I love her. I value her, her uh, opinion. And she has owned big companies like the one that I'm leading. And I just asked her, I said, I need your opinion because I want to make sure that I'm leading people well. I want to make sure that I have all the facts and that I am doing things the right way. And that I'm, so I asked her for her opinion. So I was seeking wisdom. I was seeking wise counsel. I encourage you to do the same. If you don't have leaders around you that you can seek wise counsel and that you can seek their opinion Get into a mentorship program, whether it's our Masterpiece Women or whatever works for you. Get into a mentorship program where you can be with people who are either a step ahead of you or people that are your um, in the same level that you are. How are they doing? Have people around you that can speak into your life, but most importantly, ask God, how does he want you to handle these situations, because it's so imperative that we focus our energy where it needs to be, that we use wisdom and that we use God's guidance to succeed and be the best leaders that we can be. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit more next week about leadership, but also how do we care for ourselves while we're caring so much for others and leading well? That's our topic for next week. So I'm going to encourage you today, do one extra thing for your team members today that maybe you wouldn't have thought to do. What can you do to make them feel heard today or valued? Put a little extra energy in leading well today and every day. Think of things that you can do to add value to your team. Have a fabulous, fabulous day and be the best leader you could possibly be. You're a masterpiece, so don't forget it.